hello. It's great to see you. And welcome back to another installment of Optimizing Your Financial World. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. We've got Mark Wade of Echelon Family Office standing by, as always. He'll be joining me in just a moment. But look, first and foremost, we want to kind of, first off, thank you for finding your way back to the show, but also we want to lay the foundation as to what we're going to be talking about today. And I really like today's conversation because it's one that most of us are pretty familiar with. This is a relatively straightforward process when it comes to wealth management, but there are a lot of little inner workings when it comes to this process that we don't want to miss out on because boy, can they be detrimental if overlooked. So that being said, what am I talking about? I'm talking about preparing heirs for their inheritances. Ultimately, we're going to be addressing this, this question of are your heirs ready to inherit that wealth one day? Are they able to deal with some of the factors that are going to be at play when that moment comes? These are the questions we're going to be acknowledging today. And we're, Luckily, we've got one of the best, Mark Wade, to join us and go through this process. So, Mark, great to see you. Welcome aboard today. Hello, Ryan. Great to be here today. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. Always good to be back on the show with you. And I love today's topic because it's one, like I mentioned, that we think we know. Uh, but once we get into the inner workings, you realize there's a lot to unpack within it. So let's let's start for <clears throat> our audience today with kind of more of a, a higher level overview on this process inheritances, right? They can be a very big deal for people. It's a big moment in most instances, especially with the affluent. This is a large amount of assets being transferred to a younger generation. So we think about giving money to these people to smooth out, uh, I say these people, their kids to smooth out, you know, their course in life. And obviously, while that certainly makes a big difference for kids, and the receiving end and the inheritor, there's also this other side to the coin. And so could I have you start today by talk, talking a little bit about this idea of how inheritances can be a double-edged sword? Why is this the case? Or you're right. You know, inheriting money comes with, uh, you know, a great number of, of benefits, right? You know, from being less worried or maybe not worried at all about paying your bills or other, or any of life's necessities, you know, to enjoying the advantages of maybe a little bit of increased affluence, you know, spending money on luxury goods, uh, of course, sending your, your children to, uh, to uh, great schools for a top tier education, and, and so on. You know, inheritors often find that some of life's stumbling blocks that many others experience, they don't have those stumbling blocks any longer, uh, any longer in their path. Uh, and so it's not anything that they need to worry about. You know, that said, of course, inheritance and even a huge one doesn't automatically mean that you're worry-free for the rest of your life, right? Money comes with its own set of, of, uh, of issues and problems that you have to deal with. But the reality is inheriting wealth can create these unique challenges and sometimes conflicts, both internal and external. Uh, you know, a windfall can be the root of significant problems for heirs uh, and therefore for you too. Sure, Mark. So I want to I want to address some of these conflicts. You mentioned internal conflicts, external conflicts that can arise. So what do we mean here? What are what does this look like? What are are these inheritors having to deal with on these internal and external conflicts? Oh yeah. So let's talk about complexity, right? You know, inheriting a sizable fortune at times can be confusing to many people. You know, often it's said that significant wealth goes hand in hand with status and power, but sometimes it leads to heirs abusing those positions. For example, sometimes, you know, with narcissistic tendencies, 
uh, with becoming a bully, using their inherited wealth as justification for cruel or let's just say boorish behavior. Uh, sometimes inheritors feel trapped and they feel isolated. The money has kind of set them apart and they have difficulties building trust and, and dealing with other people uh, once they inherit assets or, or a large sum of money. So, you know, often inheritors, they don't, they don't, they think they don't deserve the money. You know, they don't feel worthy of, of, of having this newfound wealth and they end up feeling guilty about it. And they ask themselves, well, why me? Well, why is this family money and anchor holding them down? They think to themselves. So there can be a lot of emotional or psychological hurdles that, that have to be overcome uh, regarding any, any, uh, any inheritance. And uh, it could make it anything easy, anything but easy or fun. Right, Mark, absolutely. You know, the influx of wealth, it can be viewed objectively, yes, as a nice bonus in this person's life, something that they can do something with, but it always comes with strings. It's these internal, it's these external conflicts that come along with it that can never be easy to deal with, but they can be easier if, if preparation and the right steps are taken in advance of that day that comes when the wealth is transferred. So let me ask you this then, Mark, how do you start by addressing this, these conflicts and ultimately helping prepare the heirs for this? Yeah, great question. You know, there's lots of, lots of wonderful examples out there, how to do things the right way. You know, and one of our big beliefs is, you know, we, we find it helpful by looking at what some of the wealthiest, most successful families have done uh, when addressing key financial matters and challenges, right? You know, we look at these so-called super wealthy or super rich families. And, you know, in this case, Ryan, we're talking about the ones worth 500 million or more, you know, uh, they tend to take the right steps and implement smart plans, uh, especially in regards to, you know, how their heirs access and manage the inherited wealth. So looking to them as a model for guidance in this area makes, makes tremendous sense. Because those strategies, the ones that have proven successful by some of the wealthiest families, uh, you know, their, their strategies in the most cases are, are not going to harm your existing plans, you know, regardless of whether you're giving the money or receiving it. In many cases, these successful strategies can augment your plans and they are a, a very valuable additions to uh, to being able to, to implement a properly structured wealth management plan. Mark, I like that a lot, you know, in bringing up successful families or successful individuals. That's what we do on this show. We pluck, you know, lessons to be learned from those and help optimize others' financial world. That being said, what is it that you see the extremely successful families doing, or actually on the flip side of the coin, maybe not doing as well when it comes to passing on their wealth? Well, let's see. In my uh, in my now 42 years of experience doing the only thing I've ever done, uh, we find that most wealth creators sincerely want to pass the results of their hard work on, you know, to their family uh, and, and their loved ones. And so they focus on the financial matters. Uh, the aim here is we try to be as tax efficient as possible in transferring the wealth. Uh, and for instance, you know, things such as you know, utilizing different strategies uh, tax-oriented strategies that could be in, uh, used and employed to mitigate intergenerational loss of wealth, those estate tax type of issues. Uh, that's a key concern for many of the super rich, and that clearly carries down 
uh, to many of the families that we work with, almost all the families. So, you know, the aspect of transferring the family wealth, it's really kind of straightforward for most wealthy mm -hmm. families. Uh, but if that's the only thing you're focused on, if you're only focused on the transfer of wealth, you could be missing some really key elements, some really key pieces of the puzzle. You know, the second generation, <clears throat> you know, really uh, a consideration is ensuring that these heirs will be smart with the money that they'll make intelligent and prudent decisions with the money. And this is where we see some of the most successful families really differentiating themselves and uh, in, in how they view wealth and, and inheritance in general. And one of the major concerns that the super rich wealth creators uh, have addressed is that inheritors could misuse the wealth that they're given, right? They believe uh, rightly, and, and rightly so in our opinion, that being given control over a large amount of money uh, and being able to make wise decisions with that money, usually they don't line up the way you might like them to. And, and, and this is an important piece of that. It's not just those super rich wealth creators who are concerned about the ability of their heirs to manage these inheritances. It's often the heirs themselves, the people receiving the money. You know, it's easy for inheritors to mismanage their fortunes. And it's why, you know, many and many inheritors recognize that from the very beginning, all of a sudden they've got this huge responsibility and large sums of money, and they need to be well-prepared to deal with the day when they're going to receive their inheritances. They have to be well-prepared. Mark, I'm really glad that you bring this up, this idea of, of the inheritor losing the money, mismanaging, spending, overspending, that is. We've seen it in so many ways, shapes, and forms, whether it be you know movies, books. We've seen these stories, real-life stories. Maybe you know somebody that's you know ex experienced this kind of situation. It happens. So that being said, let's start at the beginning. Where do you begin then to really foster a level of financial intelligence among heirs? who are one day going to inherit the wealth because that's where it starts and that's how these issues get mitigated. Where do you start? Well, you said it. You start with the present. You start where they are right now today. You know, and it's a good starting point uh, for inheritors to understand how inheriting wealth might affect their lives and see how the money could impact them today if they received it very, you know, right now, today. So, you know, Let's face it, most teens, by the time they get to their teens, you know, they realize that to some degree, they understand that they either are wealthy or they are going to be wealthy. And so consequently, attempts by the parents to hide or downplay their affluence really is not realistic, realistic in many cases. So heirs, you know, they need to consider answers to the questions such as, is wealth a source of terrific possibilities or is it a source of horrific problems or some combination of the two? Okay, and uh, you know, another one is how is money gonna affect my life? Is wealth gonna be the cause of serious relationship problems? Uh, if so, what and with whom will those problems occur? And to some extent, how do you define yourself by your family money? And, and how about this one? Okay, so I'm going to be wealthy, but what would happen if all that money just vanished? What happens if it disappeared? Mm -hmm. So, you know, parents need to assess the ability of their children to be able to manage their inheritances. And if the children are not going to be up to the job, you know, what steps need to be taken now, today, 
so that they're capable and are not going to waste their inheritances when the time that those assets transfer. Sure, Mark. So what I'm kind of gathering from that is that a matriarch or patriarch, they, they get a good idea of their, their inheritors, their, you know, their child's current views on wealth and their current, uh, really their abilities for dealing with wealth. And then from there, that kind of informs them on how to further educate the heirs, uh, you know, when the time comes, am I, am I get, am I getting that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the chances are that there's probably a wider range of ability amongst the heirs uh, to intelligently and, you know, we like to say prudently handle significant wealth. So that means some heirs will need different approaches to wealth education in order to better handle their share of the inheritance, right? You have to determine, um, is it going to be detrimental to hand over a large sum of assets without taking these education factors into account? You have to prepare the recipients to receive the assets. So, you know, uh, you know, Ryan, I bet, I bet you wouldn't be surprised to hear that there are many different ideas about how best to, to teach your children to manage money. A lot of professionals like to focus on educating them about wealth management, teaching about, teaching about fundamentals such as the difference between stocks and bonds, as well as methodologies such as asset allocation. But, you know, these lessons also tend um, to deal with different possible estate planning strategies, too. And, and including trust work. Uh, most of our clients uh, that are transferring large sums to future generations, they all have a variety of different types of trust involved. So knowing how these trusts work can be critical in understanding how the underlying assets in those trusts will ultimately be managed. So, but we see a problem with this because sometimes the overall approach is generally appealing to inheritors who want to handle the mechanics of wealth management so they're ready, willing, and able and interested in managing money. But we find that most inheritors are not interested to the degree that they need to be in order to manage any type of large sum of money. So, you know, the devil's always in the details, right? Yeah, Mark, you really, you, you bring up a really good point there that there's this level of interest that does come into play, whether we want to, you know, pretend it's there or not. It, it does at the end of the day, not everyone is going to be super interested in learning the ins and outs of wealth management. Uh, you know, some people just write off, you know, money entirely. They just don't like a like to have a relationship with it. That being said, in your experiences, do you tend to find, is there an approach maybe that better <clears throat> resonates with, with these kind of people that maybe don't want to, uh, you know, really take part in this process? Or, you know, is there a better approach? Is there a way to go about dealing with this? Well, you know, an approach that we have found to be effective in most cases, uh, with with a variety of inheritors, really, is to focus on how to be responsible for the wealth. You know, and this means giving them a good understanding of the big picture, right? You know, knowing what they want to achieve financially, being attuned to what's going on with their money. And so that that gives them the ability to make what we call informed decisions. Now, even if the assets are in trust, heirs are best served if they understand how the trusts have been set up and what they're designed to accomplish. So that way heirs can, you know, they can ensure what's what's going on in the trust is what is supposed to go on in the trust. Because at the end of the day, they are the shepherds of their own future. 
So a key aspect uh, to that is teaching heirs how to be responsible of, you know, to teaching heirs how to be responsible really, uh, mm -hmm. is giving them the ability to effectively select and work with professionals, teaching them, you know, what the attorneys do, what the accountants do, what the wealth managers do, how to look for a good one. Are the relationships that are currently in place, the ones that they want to continue with, do they resonate? with the different personalities and the people who are helping them uh, to manage their, their, their assets. Uh, and so part of that means empowering them to know how to avoid the pretenders. The pretenders are those professionals who want to do a good job. They may have great intentions. They just lack the requisite skills to do so. So these pretenders, they can be detrimental to a, you know, to our heirs financial well-being, but more problematic than that, especially if the heirs receive significant sums of money, uh, is the ability, is the possibility of being exploited by predators, grifters, and those ill, those people who wish ill will upon them and want to make their money their own money. So significant wealth is a magnet for all different manner of financial predators and having the skills to be able to identify these people before they do you harm you know, it's a necessity for all inheritors. It's one that they, you know, are really going to appreciate having down the road. Mark, that's a really good point. And, and one that I didn't even think of when it comes to the education side of things is, is keeping the, the, you know, the bad actors away. Uh, that is really an important side of this. Let's look at the matriarch and patriarch now a little further. Is there anything else that they should be focusing on when it comes to these educational efforts, uh, you know, that you see on your end? Yeah. And I hear this all the time and I hear it more and more every day, actually. So another big area is where inheritor education efforts, you know, how can we train these inheritors to potentially use their money to better the lives of others? Mm -hmm. You know, an important part of stewardship in an inheritance, you know, involves the deep discussion of values and the importance of using their wealth, their newfound wealth, to have a positive impact on the community, okay? Or on the world at large in some cases. And these discussions about philanthropy and the causes and importance to the family, that these discussions really get that ball rolling. You know, also there, there could be the need to discuss issues of money and self-esteem, right? Because kind of sound, kind of sound it's, sorry, it sounds kind of silly, but mm -hmm. you know, as new wealth can produce feelings of, of anxiety and even worthlessness among some inheritors, as, as we have discussed previously, you know, this is often, you know, it's often viewed by inheritors as, you know, their, their inheritors self-worth, you know, could be tied to their financial wealth. And, and when that happens, a whole host of things can go awry. So it can, you know, it can fuel intense fear of losing that wealth and therefore losing their self-esteem. So delving into these areas can really help separate people's wealth from their overall sense of who they are, their sense of self, and can help foster a more comfortable relationship you know, between the inheritor and his or her inheritance. Uh, Mark, I love this. I mean, charitable giving is such an important part of the overall wealth management approach and strategy that you and, and Echelon Family Office focus on. And, and obviously, this is a big area that matriarchs and patriarchs can be identifying with their, you know, their soon to be heirs. So um, 
one thing I do want to make sure that we hit on for our audience is I want to be clear here. You don't necessarily need to be inheriting enormous amounts of money and assets for these same types of educational efforts to apply to ultimately help the children and grandchildren, right? I mean, this is, these are universal strategies, regardless of whether, regardless of your wealth, your level of wealth, correct, Mark? Of course. And absolutely, you know, you don't have to be super wealthy and have super level, you know, super rich levels of affluence to benefit your heirs uh, from receiving uh, their inheritance in an intelligent uh, and responsible manner. You know, the goal is to get going well before the day comes when the assets are transferred, right? Encouraging your heirs to think about their views, their values, and their attitudes towards money and wealth and how those things might change if their bottom line suddenly had a, a you know some additional zeros on the back end, right? Uh, in particular, help them understand how some financial basics and smart ways to size up professionals, you know, that they are going to encounter down the road. You know, armed with this self-awareness and armed with a strong sense of uh, foundational financial knowledge, you know, you give your heirs the ability to get the most out of their inheritance. Sure, sure. I couldn't agree more. And Mark, for those that are listening to this conversation and they're liking what they're hearing when it comes to the educational efforts and how they really do play a big role in this process of preparing heirs for their inheritances, what should they be doing, you know, these families to help prepare them uh, for that wealth that may be theirs? Where do they get that conversation started? Ah, great question, Ryan. So, uh, you know, the first and probably the best resource is starting with your current wealth manager, right? Especially if your children know them, and they see them as a trusted advisor to the family. From there, it may depend on, you know, different specific issues that the family might want to address. For example, maybe the wealth manager enlists uh, an expert in financial psychology to help the family deal with some issues uh, surrounding wealth or regarding wealth and uh, and its affluence or its, you know, its increased worth to the family, which is going to have a direct effect on their self-worth and their psyche. Uh, also, perhaps a philanthropy, philanthropic-focused uh, professional uh, should be brought in to discuss concepts you know, around doing well while doing good. You know, the really good news is that there are so many different resources out there that a family can help to bring bear on making sure that your heirs are are prepared, capable, and competent, and have the confidence necessary to manage their wealth moving forward, and for their heirs also. I love that, Mark. And, and as always, what we like to do towards the end of the show, you know, of course, if anybody out there in the audience, they have any further questions or, or would like to just kind of have a follow-up conversation with maybe yourself or somebody on your team, Mark, how would somebody from our audience go about getting in touch with you and your team to, to get, uh, you know, questions answered or even just get this process rolling? Sure. So they could contact us. Uh, they could visit our website, www echelon office that's e-c-h-e-l-o-n office.com they could call 888-892-9882 or they could email me directly m wade that's m-w-a-d-e at echelon wealth again e-c-h-e-l-o-n the word wealth.com and ryan thanks so much for your uh, for your wonderful help today 
No, Mark, no, always a good time to get together with you. I mean, hey, nearly four decades worth of experience that you bring to the table here on this show. And, uh, you know, ultimately it's strategies, it's insights that you're providing for us to help optimize our audience's financial world. And we appreciate you and your time. And I'm looking forward to another conversation as well. Thanks so much. Alrighty, and hey, as of course, we always want to take one final moment to thank you, our audience, once more for jumping aboard today's episode. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard, please feel free to like the show, comment on the show, subscribe to it wherever you're checking us out, and then of course, share the information with friends and family, because at the end of the day, this show is meant for you. These are strategies, insights. Mark's taking his time to share some of his, uh, you know, his his view into this financial world. You, you know, it's the only thing that Mark has ever done. You heard him say it earlier. He knows this process like the back of his hand. And we would hate to have you guys miss out on any beneficial conversations down the road. So for Mr. Mark Wade, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long, and we'll see you guys next time on optimizing your financial world. <laughs>